It's your Kali. What's up? The following program was brought to you by Yolo Kali. Keeping it weird since 1997. Oh. Who's that? Who are you? You're not allowed to be in here. Hey, yo, somebody get their grandma. Huh? Ah! Ah! Nah, you gotta do it like this. What's Up is back with another two hours of fully youth-produced content, tapping into the matters and concerns of youth in Chicago. As well as all the crazy, wacky, tea-sipping, gossip-spilling, weird shenanigans that we, youth, get up to. Listen to your own risk, because your mind might explode. The chances are low, but never zero. So strap in, and let's get into the show! What's up on WLPNLP Lumpin' Radio 105.5 FM Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) This is Araceli and Juno on the mic with the What's Up crew. We are coming to you live from Malinali Garden, an absolutely beautiful, award-winning community place in Little Village located at 2800 South Ridgeway Ave, open 24 hours. Once an empty lot, Yola Kali's co-director, Hana Hanafi, has led the change to reclaim the green space, which is now filled with plants, murals, and many wonderful community events. And of course, a very special community event brings the entire Yola Kali youth here. Today is Yolo's final exhibition! And we are here to celebrate and shine a light on past and upcoming create the upcoming creative voices from YOLO. From street art to YOLO's program directing, we will be diving into everything YOLO Cali staff, teachers, and students have created this past 2023 summer. Let's give it up for YOLO! And from our hearts to yours, thank y'all for tuning in this season. And Yolo Kali's art will be up all summer at 2801 South Ridgeway. Now we are going to jump right into Eileen and E's fabulous interview with Yolo Kali program coordinator, Jennifer Gonzalez, and director of education in Yolo Kali, Vanessa Sanchez. Give it up for them. Woo! Thank you for the introduction, Araceli and Juno. Hey, everyone. I'm Eileen. And I'm E. And we are here with... Vanessa. And... Jenny. <laughs> so first up, we will be interviewing Vanessa, the Director of Education and YOLO Cali. Vanessa has been with YOLO forever. She has climbed the ladder from student to intern to director. So first question, Vanessa, having been part of YOLO for so long, how does that impact the way you direct? Oh, um, I love to say that um, I want everybody to be included within the decision making and the um, just the everything happening at Yolokali. I'm all about putting others, giving them a seat at the table too. And so I think if it wasn't for the community that I was a part of when I was young, I wouldn't have felt the same way to continue that level of uh, leadership. Now, what do you think is most important to remember when dealing with the education of art to youth? Ooh, uh, <laughs> that it's not, that there's no right or wrong way, that it's all about just exploring and being creative. Um, I feel like so many times people get caught up in thinking that they're doing it wrong or that um, it's not how others will perceive it. And I feel like getting it like making mistakes and trying again and just, you know, being out there is the best part of our education. So with that, what are some main things that YOLO does to ensure that they keep the spaces creative and encouraging? Uh, number one, we, we hire some amazing teaching artists uh, who also believe that they're not there as like a teacher, like so many of them never wanted to or never under never thought that they would be a teacher and I feel like that's like number one is that they're there to collaborate with the young people they're there to be a mentor for them um, and they're there to allow the young people to explore the media 
on their own, but also with the support of not only the instructor, but also with their peers. All right, thank you so much. Yeah. All right, up next we have the lovely Jenny Gonzalez, originally a student, now program coordinator of Yolokali. She's always been one step ahead, the mastermind behind it all, and always telling you to fill in your time sheets on time. Let's give it up to her. All right, hi Jenny. Uh, first question up, what program, what program did you first join with Yolokali? I was in the Youth Council program in 2020, so it was virtual and it was right after I graduated college. Yeah, everything that we did was online. We didn't meet each other virtually. I didn't know Emmy and August um, like in person for almost a year. We just knew each other through a camera. <laughs> and how was that? Can you talk more about that? Um, I think it was nice to have some type of connection during that time. I think we were all very like deprived of like human contact and connection. So to be able to meet that way with lots of creative people and people that like were passionate about the same things as I was, um, I felt like I needed that, you know? That really helped me during that year. That's so sweet. How was it like finally meeting everybody in real life? It was kind of crazy. I think, um, I was not expecting Emmy to be as tall as he was. <laughs> she was platforms. Yeah, yeah. But it was really nice. I felt like I, when I met them in person, had known them for years. Like I felt like, like I was meeting like family almost. That's so nice. What's your favorite memory in Yolokali? Um, that's hard. That's or at least one, one of them. Um, I like whenever we get to do new things together. So I think last year was the first time that I worked on a mural um, in collaboration with other artists and that was really great because I got to learn a new process of art making and how to collaborate, um, how to communicate better. Yeah, I think every time I get to do something new and learn a little bit more. That's so nice. Um, how do you manage between helping out Nolly's programs? Um, there's a lot of like grabbing my hair, <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> um, no, but I think that like being able to rely on, um, our interns, on Vanessa, on Hanan, and being able to feel comfortable to ask questions when I don't know how to do something or like I'm a little confused. Um, I think the environment at YOLO makes it easier for me to be able to do things that I think would be intimidating if we didn't have the environment that we had. Um, yeah, and it just makes it a lot easier for me to be able to say like, I need help with this, can you help me? That's so lovely. Um, and we have a pretty important question for you, Jenny. Uh, what's your go-to Starbucks order? It's a vanilla aventi, vanilla sweet cream cold brew with a sweet cream foam and cinnamon powder on top. Does that change with the seasons? Yes, only only when it's fall and they have the pumpkin cream cold brew. Ah, uh, thank you. I'm gonna order that next time. I write that down. But um, all right. Well, we asked Jenny what her favorite moment in Yolokali was. How about Vanessa? What are one of your favorite moments in Yolokali? Uh, this right here, <laughs> uh, to see everybody out here. I know that um, Hanan would probably be in tears right now, seeing everybody out here enjoying the garden and seeing the artwork in the containers. Um, I think because this summer we were all so spread out in so many different places, to have everybody here to celebrate together is, is really beautiful. That's really lovely, oh my God. All right, thank you so much for your time, Jenny and Vanessa, and everything that you do for us. Let's give another round of applause. Woo! Yeah, Jenny. No, now, let me so. pass the mic back to Araceli. Thank you for that interesting duo interview, y'all. We learned so much and can't put into words how grateful we are of Jennifer and Vanessa's hard work. And now we have some awesome interviews with Whitney and Stephanie from Youth Council. Take it away, Carla and Angel. Hello, how are you guys doing today? Hi. Hi. Uh, so could you briefly introduce yourself? Me? Oh. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Stephanie. I've been with YOLO for like six years now. Uh, and I'm Whitney, and I'm the Youth Development Advisor at YOLO. And I run the Youth Council. Uh, what exactly is Youth Council, and how did you start, and how did it evolve over time? Ooh, um, okay, Youth Council started... Um, <laughs> youth Council started in 2012. Um, and it began as just a group of students who wanted to hang out at Yolokali after classes and plan events. Um, we started doing movie nights and uh, then it just became an official program. Um, and so it's become uh, the people that we turn to when we need a sounding board for events. They help plan teen night at the museum and our Valentine's Day party at the museum. Basically, we turn to the youth council for everything we need because we're old and we need we need to, to know how to serve you all. Is that a, I don't remember what the other part of the question was. You want to ask me? <laughs> so, uh, what wonderful work did the students do in youth council? Uh, this summer, we created some large scale installations for the National Museum of Mexican Art for the Day of the Dead exhibition. Um, would you like to explain what we did? Um, so at first we were calling it a mural, but then we like transitioned to make it sound more fancy and we called it our Cornhus Tapestry. So what we did was we created like this like floral design for Dia de los Muertos out of Cornhus, which we dyed and then hot glued together. How was it working with Cornhus? Like how was that process? Was it messy? Was it fun? I had a different colored fingernails all summer um, from the dye, but I think it was fun. It was fun. All month it smelled like it smelled like vinegar or like hot, hot sal salsa. At least it smelled like salsa the whole time. So like when did you get home, did anyone say like, oh, you smell or anything like that? <laughs> oh, thank God, no. <laughs> I did get questions about my weird colored fingernails because they were like brown at some point, which is pretty gross, but it was worth it. <laughs> What role do you play in youth council? You said like you said you stated your role, but like what exactly goes into it? Like what is your job exactly? Uh, well, for the summer, youth council becomes a paid internship. So I, my role in the summer is, I guess, teacher. Um, I feel like I'm just like the lead of the class, uh, but it really was a group effort. I didn't. We all kind of went into it together. Uh, I had a plan, but I try not to define the whole class until. I meet all the students and the students can give input uh, so that we're all sort of on the same playing field. So I feel like even though I'm sort of the lead, I'm also a collaborator. And in this case, I was one of the artists. You know, we were all, I hope <laughs> other people felt this way, but um, I felt like, you know, just one of the group. I just had to yell sometimes. How was Youth Council different in the summer compared to other seasons? Um, so during the school year, it's just a volunteer program. We meet once a week uh, to <laughs> discuss spe special projects we're uh, interested in participating in. Uh, it's a volunteer program, so I can't pay in anything other than snacks. But yeah, we meet once a week, talk about projects we're interested in. Recently, we went to the Art Institute teen night and we made a backdrop for a photo booth and we were in charge of the photo booth there. Uh, previous to that, we planned the Valentine's Day party, which is a sexual health party at the museum, our museum, National Museum of Mexican Art, um, which is uh, just open to teens. There's music and dancing. Um, we have sexual health orgs, mental health orgs, come and share all that they have available for young people. And we do, we have the galleries open late. So it, it's a lot of planning, it's a lot of work. We have sometimes as many as like 500 teens come through to those events. So Youth Council is super important in getting all that work done. Because I can't do it all by myself. I don't know, it's cool. Okay, now a very important question. Okay. Team there. Edward or Team Jacob? Oh. <gasps> wow. Okay, wow. Um, I'm on book three right now. There's, so, only one right, there's only one right I know, answer here. I know. Actually. Go the ahead. The one with consent well, I can't, or the one without? I feel without. like I can't spoil it for Whitney because <laughs> she's been reading the books with her daughter. <laughs> so I can't really spoil or anything. But I'm going to go Team Edward. 
My, my gut says Team Edward. The, the teenager in me says Team Edward, and the mom in me says Jacob. Ooh. Wait, why? No, so I, without consent. Yeah, can I ask why Team I'm only Jacob? On book, I'm only on book three. Okay. Oh, um, you, you know, he's there. He's responsible. He's reliable. He's like a steady, you know, you don't have to worry about him disappearing. Although he did. Guys, for a little guys, bit. don't tell her. Don't tell her. Don't no, tell please. me. Don't oh, tell okay, okay. I'm, oh, you're going to ruin it for me. Okay. But Edward's way cuter, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't you, like I don't either. Know. They're really nothing. <laughs> I don't like both. Um, <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, wait, she's boring. Right. She is oh. so boring. Right, right. Wait, That's my, what I don't like. <laughs> I'm like, why do these like Wait. two magical, fantastic dudes just like fall at her feet? She is so boring. What's wrong with Bella? Right. How is she boring? She's bland. She's like every she, main only, character gone wrong. She, her only personality type is that she is that she cries all the time about and that everything. she needs to be saved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like absolutely. at least do something about yes. it. Like you have all this power. You have these. We are so passionate. This is the most passionate men, we've been all day. You do nothing with it. This is the most passionate I felt all day. Like she has two beautiful men and she does nothing with it except cry. I'm sorry, Mary. This is, I have another we, very important okay, question. Okay. This is like, this will show if you're true, true fans. Uh-oh. I'm um, only on book three. I haven't even seen the third movie yet. Have you ever read a fan fiction about them before? Oh, this is so rude. Who planted this question? <laughs> Wow. Me? <laughs> okay, you answer. We, I've only watched the movies, but I... No, I've, I've never read the fan fiction. So I'm good. I don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, okay, look, there's some good ones, but then there's some bad ones, okay? I'm, I, we'll have to talk more later. Uh, <laughs> you, you have? Well, no, I just need to know. You got to give me she some recs. She wants to know. Yeah, yeah. She wants I, I don't have personal recs, but, like, I can get you started. Okay, great. Thank you. <gasps> Actually... We've talked about this, how, like, Twilight is a fan fiction of something else. It is. I believe it was. Yeah. It was. And I feel bad for whoever made this, it made them into, like, an official book and a movie. If I can cut in, uh, the author of Twilight admitted that she was in, she wrote a fanfic of her and My Chemical Romance, I believe. So that's what created Twilight in the first place. So, yeah. Oh, so she's a very bland person? Wow. Oh. Because she only, I mean, I guess if it was a fan fiction, it makes sense. Like, yeah. you want to be saved by two hot men, apparently. But my chemical romance. <laughs> no wonder he's so pasty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's telling us to wrap. Okay. Oh, I'm not that man. Keep going. Uh, we'll keep going. Uh, we'll keep going. Okay. Are there any Last other Twilight talk? Any other comments or about Twilight or the youth council in general that you guys yeah, want to make? Yeah, more important to you? <laughs> Oh, please visit our corn husk at the Museum of National Art when it is up, please. It, it'll open um, September 22nd. Uh, so we'll have the murals, the, the tapestries up on the wall. Um, we'll also have an interactive community ofrenda people can participate in and some great photos that were taken by Fernie, our intern here at Yolo. <laughs> He's busy. Oh, what about our zine? Uh, and then we'll also, we spent this summer, we also made um, a zine to educate people about Day of the Dead and how and why it's celebrated. And that will be available at the museum gift shop. Okay, then, well, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Round of applause. We got real passionate there about Twilight. <laughs> All right, thank you. Touch. Thank you so much for that segment. And now I'm going to pass it back to Araceli. Thank you for that great interview. And now we have another interview coming up with Mario Mana. Mina. This episode of What's Up was taped in front of a live audience as part of Yolokali's Summer 2023 exhibition and features interviews from students and teaching instructors. If you are enjoying, there will be more to come. Hi, y'all. Did you miss us? Yeah. I want to hear some, I want to say, I want to hear some woos, I want to hear some barking. Yeah. My name's E. Rodriguez, I go by they, them pronouns, and I'm with... Hi, I'm Carla, and we are here with some of the wonderful street art class, Mauru and Jazz. Please, take it away. Hi, guys, my name is Maru. I use they, them pronouns. Hi, and I'm Jasmine, I use she, her pronouns. 
and today we are joined by artist and street art instructor Mario Mena and their wonderful students. Join us today as we learn more about the street art studio and how this summer went. Welcome Mario and students. Thank you, thank you for having us. Yeah, so starting with Mario, we wanted to talk about how long you've been teaching with Yolokali and what your experience has been like. I've been teaching for about a year now and I've had a blast. I love working here with the kids. Um, it feels like magic being in the studio and then being, to, being able to go outside and paint walls, spray paint, you know. So it's, it's been awesome. That's awesome. Talking about like the work that you guys have been doing, can you describe some of the murals and works your class created this summer? So for this summer, we're working with the National Museum of Mexican Art and the Chicago Bulls to create a mural that represents uh, our culture. Uh, so we've been working on a mural across the street from the museum and we were tasked with creating something that reflects the community and also kind of like the bulls, like marketing and stuff. So it was really cool figuring that out in the studio and we just spent the last two weeks creating that mural and it's just really dope seeing uh, your design go from paper to a wall, you know. That sounds really good. Um, so obviously you're the teacher of the class, but I want to know, is there some things your students taught you during the summer? Uh, to be patient. <laughs> and also just like have fun and like, you know, be a kid too. They become my friends, you know. We definitely feel like a crew and, and it's just, you know, have fun in the summer, you know, together. That's nice. Um, now, I want to know, why is it important for you to teach street art? And do you have any advice for anyone taking their first steps in creating street art? I think it's a great uh, therapeutically art, you know, to express yourself, create whatever you want. I'm there to not tell you what to paint, but how to get the best version of it, help you out. And yeah, like, just create, just uh, do it a lot. Uh, for fun, don't forget about that, but just always keep working. Discipline as an artist, you know, get better each time. That's so true. And as like the street art instructor, do you have a favorite street art technique? Uh, yeah, spray painting. It's a lot of fun, you know, just blasting some paint on the wall, layering some colors, doing little effects, changing your caps. Uh, just figuring out uh, what style works best for you. You know, it could be more graph, it could be more uh, fine art influence. You could just do whatever you want, you know? Who, who's to say what street art is, right? So. Yeah, that's such a good point. Is there like, have you found a difference between, like, or what the difference is between, you know, learning street art yourself, learning spray painting yourself, and then, you know, going on to teach somebody else? What was that again? Like, um, how does it feel like learning, going from learning street, street art and spray painting specifically to then going on to teaching your own students? It's really cool because I never thought that I was going to do this, you know, so it's like, let me just show you better ways to do it um, faster and help you get to like uh, a better uh, way of understanding your skills to create the work, you know? Yeah, that's such a good point. Thank you so much for just telling us a little bit about your process. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to start going um, and learning about the students' stories. Jasmine, you want to introduce them? Yeah, hi. I just would like to thank Mario Mene again. But now we want to hear from their students. And so would you guys just do us the honor of introducing yourselves? What's your name and what are your pronouns? Uh, my name is Aiden. My pronouns are he, him. And my name is Carla. And my pronouns are she, her. Thank you so much for being here and like just wanting to do this interview with us. We get to learn a little bit about your experiences this summer and the work that you did. So do you guys, let's start off with, can you tell us about how you heard about the street art program? Uh, well, actually, I was first uh, downstairs in the Boys and Girls Club. I was just there for nine years. And then I just saw people going upstairs and I was curious. And then I went upstairs and it was pretty cool. It was pretty colorful. And I just started going to street art. And I started, I, I wanted to try something new, but I couldn't. So I still am in street art. It's really fun. I learned through this, I learned this program through my aunt. She came here a couple years ago. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
That's really cool. So you like have fam family that's already been at Yolo Kali? Yep. All right, I want to know, what is the skill that you learned in the class that you're going to take with you? Um, one of the skills, I guess, is just spray painting. It, I've never used spray cans, and it's, it was really fun to do. Uh, same. I learned how to spray paint for the first time. It was pretty fun. I liked it. That's cool. Do you think you're going to go on and continue those skills? Yeah. 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 Do you guys want to do like your own murals someday, like or your own works? Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Do you have anything like specific that you would draw about, or anything this summer that you drew that was really cool to you? Just anything. Anything. It's always fun. Yeah. Anything too. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And how about the the bulls mural that you guys are working on? How do you feel about that? Um. Well, it was challenging, like in a way to come up with an, an idea and put it all together. So. Was there any moment, not specifically right into street art, but like, you know, what, during the class you thought like, you know, oh my God, this is so fun, or like any funny, weird moments that happened? It was all, like everything. Was, yeah. <laughs> Every day was just a blast. Every huh? day was yeah. fun. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> or for you, Mario, is there anything fun, like besides, you know, the murals, maybe like a field trip or an experience you had? Uh, we got to go to up and down 18th Street and see a lot of street art, a lot of wheat pacing by the community, other artists, my own murals I got to show them. Um, and then also just like kind of being goofy and funny, hanging out together, you know, they kind of remind me to be a kid. So that takes life so seriously. Since I'm the instructor trying to have everybody on point with their deadlines, uh, they remind me to have fun. So That's so cool. And that's, that's really nice. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have like anything you want to say about seeing the artwork in Pilsen? It was pretty cool. I, I, I always pass by and I was wondering, oh, is that... Mario's work, and then finally I just got to to experience that. Yeah, and all other artists from the city too, you know, not just anybody specific, uh, artists for everyone, you know. How does that feel to know that you have your artwork, like here in Chicago, but also in Pilsen, right across the museum? It feels great. I'm proud. You're proud? Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, not too many people our age can say that, so that's really cool. Congrats, guys. Thank you. Okay, guys, thank you so much for being here. Street Art. Street Art team. And right now I'm going to pass the mic to E. Thank you guys for being here. All right, up next we have an interview with Eileen and Omar from Human Scale. Stay tuned. Yo, yo, what's up? It's Diego, and I'm here with Sam, and we're back with the Human Scale. And this time around, we're going to be interviewing some students and the instructors. So, would you guys mind introducing yourselves? Hola, buenas tardes. Me llamo Rodrigo. Hi, my name is Frida. Hey guys, my name is Aileen Pacheco. I'm co-founder of Human Scale. Hi everyone, my name is Omar Rodriguez. I am also part of Human Scale. So, can y'all tell us how you guys got into Human Scale? Yeah, so um, Human Scale actually started when uh, a few of us were in college. So, the organization is made up of six people. Uh, four co-founders and uh, it, I guess it just started by us working at a community garden where we were asked to design some elevated planter beds for disabled veterans um, and then we were just having fun one summer and eventually the community garden leader asked us to come back the following year and eventually it just kind of became this butterfly effect where more and more gardens uh, were reaching out and we decided to, you know, make it into an official nonprofit um, and just continue the work that we began doing. And now, um, you know, we, we have some more people in the crew and we're working on really cool projects with really cool organizations. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of started pretty naturally and it's like growing now. So it's fun. Our executive director of Walmart kind of reached out and was like, hey, like we're thinking about starting, you know, this nonprofit is that something that you think you'd be interested in? Of course, I was in school doing a bunch of other stuff. But Walmer, Eileen, and I—we've known each other since high school, which is one of the things that's still crazy to me till this day. Um, so we're going on—I don't even know what—like ten years like, almost. 
of knowing each other. Of knowing each other. Something like that. So it, it's it's been a crazy ride, and so now you know, of course, teaching this class, being here, one of these projects from Hue and Scale, seeing it activated, um, it's pretty crazy. Uh, just for clarification, like we're not in Humiscale, but like we work with Humiscale like through the Yolokali program. Um, and I heard about this through like a friend who she's like, oh, would you like to like um, be in a program to uh, help like kind of like construct like a garden? And I was like, oh, like yeah, that sounds like something I'm interested in, um, especially since like I had already like had experience um, like working like with wood and like uh, the similar types of materials. Uh, so I thought it was like a good opportunity to help like um, work on those skills. Um, yeah, so we're both a part of the community spaces program and we like he said that we were helping out with the garden and building um, benches and stools. Um, I really enjoyed the program. I didn't think that I was like super into um, just constructing things and just planning out like um, like architecture stuff, but I found it really fun and Honestly, like I can't wait to see like the full like project being complete, and it was really good to be a part of it. Well, that's wonderful. Did you guys always like find yourself passionate about architecture, or when did that begin? When did you guys feel like, oh, this is what I want to do? Well, that's funny because I I was I, I was gonna go into art school rather than architecture. So one of my goals was to be a sculptor. In high school, I would go around the school and like putting like I don't even remember what they were like six foot long hands, you know, on top of doors and windows and just doing it after hours. And then my I was never good at high school. Like I was in graduate high school. My senior year, I was like, okay, like let me find something that I really like to do. Someone suggested that since I was in art a lot, like you should try architecture. Like it might be something good. My dad works in roofing. So it kind of seemed like a good combination. Um, and so I started doing architecture and then learning about urban planning, community engagement. Um, and I'd say as soon as I started college, I started teaching, um, which I think is what made it right. Um, of course, seeing the impact of these projects now, like the architecture was a good choice um, to go into and to just practice and engage with people, and build things that we can experience every day. I got into architecture when I was um, also in high school and the whole idea there was, I, so I went to Curie and they have uh, majors there and so when I was like in eighth grade I just chose a random major and it ended up being architecture and eventually I, um, I, I enjoyed it, you know, and then I decided to go for it in, uh, in, in, in college and um, I don't know, I think it was one of those things where when I was growing up, I was always like making things, whether it was like bracelets or earrings, um, or like I always had some kind of creative creative outlet. And then when I did it in, in high school, it was, you know, working at such a large scale and then really finding the the artistry and like the details in in houses or, or in the community gardens, stuff like that. Um, and actually when I was in high school, I entered a pocket park competition, which was literally designing a, like a, a empty vacant lot in the neighborhood and then like designing it to be like a community garden. And it's very weird because I didn't really think that that was like something that I would do later on. Um, I just like did it for the sake of the competition and because it was part of the class. And then eventually when I got into college and started doing like extracurriculars and like finding the, the joy and, and working with communities like that kind of solidified it, you know? So as I said um, earlier, I'm not like, I'm not in, I wasn't into architecture, anything. I go to an art school, but I study painting. I study fine arts. So when joining the program, I was like, very interested in what I will be able to experience and if I was able to like it. But during the program, it inspired me to like get a little bit more creative with myself and get more into like building things and how I can like put it into like school. So. And we have one last question. Since 2018, how have you seen the, renova the renovations of the Milani Garden impact the people in the community and those who use the garden? So I guess 
when we started working with Yolokali, this was, um, yeah, it was like in 2018. Uh, it was a couple of us, we came to the garden and at the time there was this soil mound kind of around where the camera is right now. And there was a ton of plants and you could tell that like the community had really like come in and try to make like a space uh, for people to hang out. And it was really cool to actually see people hanging out in the space. Um, and then when we started talking to them, about like you know what what are the needs of of your space you know like you have so much programming going on the inside how do you help that like spill out into a space like this and so part of that was creating like a stage for events like this one and kind of figuring out you know how do we how do we get there with the budget that we have with the timeline um, and then it's not only about current programming current current programming but it's about how do you expand existing programming and make more. So um, yeah, it's been like a really fun experience learning about you know how Yolokali functions, but then also finding like the very specific needs uh, of the space. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really glad to see everyone out here today uh, using the containers, using the pergola, and a lot of the space right now is not completely like finished because we're still in the middle of developing it, but come next year, it's going to continue being developed, adding pathways, more seating, um, hopefully like more shade. So, so yeah, I think like design and construction and development is like, it's always an ongoing process. And then learning from previous experiences and seeing how you can make a space better attuned to what, how you actually use it. Um, I think that that's where it's really important to like pay attention to that development process. Well, thank you so much, Eileen uh, and Omar, as well as some of the students. Uh, do you have any last uh, comments that you want to say? Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think that this garden has been like a very, very impactful uh, thing to have, and especially like in Little Village. Um, considering that Little Village has been like a small piece of like Mexico inside of the United States, mm -hmm. and something about Mexico that I have observed in the last couple of years is the sense of community that has been built or like in it and being able to have a space like this that uh, allows for a space to have community and like have like people like interact with each other and have a space of like of a sense of like togetherness i think it's a very very important thing to have especially like in little village where green spaces uh, in general are not uh, readily available to us so having this is like very, very important and it's a very big step like towards um, creating a better future for the youth and like for everyone around it. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thank you so much. We will now be moving on to our next interviews. So everybody give a round of applause. Hello y hola. We are back, and remember, you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio. I love you, Brian. It's Araceli and the kid from Pilsen with uh, Belle. <laughs> Thank you so much for being down for this. We appreciate and love your class's artwork that is scattered throughout Little Village. Can you please share your pronouns? age, and current role with Yolokali? Yeah, my name is Belle, my pronouns are she, her, and my age is, I feel like I'm 25. Woohoo! Thank you, and let's get down to it. So, first question, how does your class use graffiti to reflect the culture and history of Little Village? Um, well, our class uses graffiti um, in the sense of kind of looking at prior artists that come from Little Village. A lot of murals that are coming up now are being made by prior graffiti writers, and so we looked a lot into them. We also did a little research on the neighborhood, but mostly in past programs also studied like letter structure, color theory, and putting these together to produce a mural, which is something that writers do on a daily basis on weekends. And so we kind of talk about that and how the discipline that goes with just kind of like tackling the wall and putting the mural together um, through the background of graffiti. Awesome. And awesome. Speaking of your class, uh, you typically meet during the week from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. Can you share what a typical team day looks like? 
Yeah, uh, this summer it looked like we were at the Y over on Western and we would meet early in the morning. Uh, the Y would hook the students up with some breakfast if they wanted it. And then um, before actually starting the mural, we did a little bit of research, some drawing, a little bit of spray can practice, uh, worked on some stencils. Um, and then really the majority of the time was spent like gathering up materials, getting ready to go outside and paint and then taking a break at noon and then hitting the, the wall back up again at the, for the rest of the afternoon. Awesome, awesome. That's a perfect transition to our next question. Can you please share some challenges or setbacks that you have endured while being a part of this program? Challenges? Um, I think it would be more so like uh, transporting supplies. <laughs> like that was one of the most biggest challenges also tackling the heat uh the heat yeah. was intense uh these guys they did great on the wall just really like every day i think we only had one cloudy day so um tackling the heat was a big challenge but luckily we had like a community member share electrolyte bottles with us and so they got but we would also have electrolytes there waters and just staying hydrated um yeah i think that that's the that was the biggest challenge just the heat um, other than that, our team was ready to go, put me here, put me there, they were ready to paint. So that wasn't very challenging. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And we can tell that you really care about your students. And why is it important for the youth to be involved in artistic design throughout the neighborhood? Um, I mean, it's a reflection of the community. Like if they're painting within their community, they, they, they kind of, they live in it. They know what it's like. And so through their murals, they can reflect that. And I think that's important, especially in a neighborhood where you might have siblings or cousins or family, you know, it's, I think it's like a proud moment to be able to just hook up your community with some art. Awesome, awesome. And lastly, what's your approach to developing each teenager's talents and goals for the murals that you all create? Feeding them as much um, visual info and as much just info as I can to try and get their brains to start kind of thinking about ideas that are going to go into this mural. Typically, I like to leave it open to them as far as like, what kind of things do you guys, we should, what do you think we should incorporate? What could this look like? What, do you, what is your style? And really letting them develop their style. Um, Honestly, a lot of what I do with these murals is really just digitalize it, but it's all their images. Uh, you won't really see too much of my images on there because that's, I, I really think that it should represent the student, the student's work. And and at the end is a really proud moment. And I, I feel really proud just to see them see their work and see how like, oh snap, this actually came out dope. It's so vibrant, it's so big. We did this, it took this long. You know, so just letting them develop and grow within their own art form and being there to guide and assist and however I can. Well, thank you so much, Belle, for your time and thoughtful answers. Please give it up for Belle one more time, one more time. Thank you. We appreciate it mucho. And shout out to y'all in the crowd. Give it up for y'all as well. Nice. And now we have the pleasure of speaking to one of Belle's uh, students. Uh, from the the from from the uh, graffiti class, can you please introduce yourself? Um, hi, my name is Vicky. Um, I'm 17. Uh, before you joined this program, what was your perspective on graffiti, and has it changed since joining? Um, so like before, I never like really did it, but like I always saw it, like because you know Chicago has like a lot, like all around. So like I always like saw it, but never did it. So I thought it was pretty cool to be able to join it. And then like after joining it, I can at least say now I can do it. And I think it's pretty a cool medium to use. Can you share a memorable experience uh, during your summer experience and your summer classes? Um, so yesterday was our last day and I spilled a whole thing of paint. So it was like on the floor and I just had my hands filled with paint. So yeah. What is something you've learned from being a part of this program? I would honestly say patience because like at first, like how you like start setting it up, like when we did it, we do like a sketch, like we do doodles and then we put like the sketch of the mural on top. So like it looks like there's nothing there. It's just like random doodles. But like as you keep working on it, you get to see like how it comes together. Well, thank you to the graffiti class and the students. Please, let's give it up for them one more time.
This episode of What's Up was taped in front of a live audience as part of Yolokali's Summer 2023 exhibition and features interviews from students and teaching instructors. If you're enjoying, there will be more to come. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to What's Up on WLPN LP Lumpin Radio 105.5 FM Chicago. Thank you so much for being with us here today on the second hour of our pop-up youth radio show. Coming to you from the Malinari Garden in Little Village, I'm Mariandi and I'm here with... I'm Gianna. In our first hour, we interviewed Mario and Belle from the street art and graffiti programs and they shared a little about the murals they did this summer. We were also fortunate enough to interview a youth from the program to see how they enjoyed their summer with YOLO. We also interviewed the instructors from Human Scale, Aileen and Omar, as well as some of their students who gave us a little insight on how it's been with the renovations that have been going on in the garden with their program, Envisioning Community Spaces. Straying away a little bit, we were, we were able to talk about Whitney and some of the students from the Youth Council. They told us a little bit about the projects they've been working on, which include an installation at the National Museum of Mexican Art. Next up, we got interviews lined up with Cloud and a participant from Yellow Lab. All right, guys, how are you doing today? Feeling good. Pretty good? I'm doing good, too. Oops. Happy to be here. It's Friday. Let's go. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so to start off, can you introduce yourselves? Um, can you give us a brief synopsis about what you guys did during Yellow Lab this summer? Yeah, I can start. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Clau, Claudia Arts. Uh, I'm from Little Village and uh, I grew up in Pilsen with my parents too. So YOLO Lab uh, was an idea that I shared with Whitney about artist entrepreneurship and how expensive it is to start selling art without any capital, no funding. And as someone who started vending really young or in my uh, late 20s, I realized it was very expensive. And I was imagining what it would be like for younger people to try to sell with no money and not being able to work. So Whitney's like, present the idea to Hanan and let's talk about it. And this is our first summer where we've completed our first vendor entrepreneurship program at YOLO Lab. Thank you so much. Um, so these few questions are actually for the instructor, Klau. Um, How was it teaching YOLO Lab this summer? It actually filled a big hole in my heart. Um, you know, when you work a full-time job and you get burned out, it takes a on you and this allowed me to fill a part of me that was neglected when I was younger and so seeing all the artists kind of thrive in the space and honestly like they have the talent they just needed the space so to me it wasn't hard I just needed to bring the tools and Yolokali let us do that by supporting the program. Thank you. Uh, what impact does a program like this have on young artists? Um, I can answer a little bit, but I'd like for them to answer too. Uh, I could just immediately say they have artwork that they're learning how to display and ad like advocate for themselves and also learning how to price themselves instead of lowballing. A lot of our black and brown youth tend to sell themselves really short and we don't want them to continue to push, push that narrative. So they're advocating for what's fair for their time. Um, yeah, I would say as an artist, especially a young artist, it's hard to know like what resources you have when starting art vending. It feels very intimidating, and um, like Klaus said too, like in terms of like pricing your art, it's really hard because you want I don't know you want it to be accessible, but you also don't want to sell yourself short. And I felt felt like this program like Klaus really gave us a lot of like advice on like how to sell our work and what resources we can use, um, different mediums we can use. Like we made buttons, stickers, art prints, shirts. Like we just did so much and um, yeah. For sure, thank you. Um, another question for Clau. How does it feel to be a teaching artist? How does it differ from other education? And how do you focus on making sure you're comfortable and ready for class? Practice what you preach. Um, I can't teach them how to vend if I'm not vending. And I think it also helps that I'm from the neighborhood, so I get it, uh, to kind of push that narrative of becoming an artist instead of like doing a safe job is really difficult conversation to have with our parents. 
but uh, yeah, just putting into practice and bringing everything I learned and learning from them too. A lot of them have taught me like what it's like doing their jobs. Uh, you know, Katie at ASM, like working there and kind of teaching us some of the things they've done. Uh, we have a youth who works at a store and teaching us like how to handle customer service. Like we teach each other and I think that was the, the biggest thing I had to be open to is I'm not there to teach at them. I'm there to hear and they're there to listen and vice versa. For sure. Thank you so much. I'm going to pass it over to Eileen, who's going to ask some questions to the participants now. Um, thank you, Clau. Okay, thank you for that lovely interview. Hello. Um, I'm Eileen, and I'm going to be interviewing the very talented students from YOLO Lab and about what they've been up to this summer. So, how did you two start off as artists? So, I grew up in Pilsen, and there were so many programs provided for us in that neighborhood. So every day I would go to after school programs and that was my that was my way of becoming an artist. Thank you. Um, for me, I have been very much a very imaginative person ever since I was young and I've also been very much like an emotional person I felt like at a young age and I felt like I needed an outlet to put that towards and I at a young age I started painting and I found out that that was a really great outlet for me to like express myself while also releasing like emotions within me and that just like transformed into like this passion that I never knew I had and um, yeah so I started I found out uh, Yolo Kali last year I did a mural with them and then this year I did Yolo Lab and it's just expanded my art so much and made me feel so much more comfortable and like confident in my art and like what I can do so yeah oh that's very beautiful are there any artists that inspire you or do you just go based off of intuition for me it's definitely intuition I definitely do keep up with a lot of artists but um, I don't know it, it is definitely intuition for me <laughs> I think for me, what inspires me is the people around me. And not only that, but other medias, like movies, music, like it all, you know, take it in. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, so as an artist, what mediums do you guys work with? I work with acrylic. I wanted to use oil, but that's something that's very intimidating to me. It's much more, it's, it's a good medium, but it's a little more like complicated, I guess. So for now, I use acrylic. Yeah. Me, I like to dabble with like a little bit of everything, but mostly I screen print and I use um, acrylic paint. Okay. What is one thing that you learned through YOLO Lab that has really stuck with you? I would say for me, my instructor is really inspiring because I definitely needed some leadership in my life. <laughs> and just, I think it's very important to have someone to like guide you along the way like and provide you with resources and that's what really like I think that's what really helped me. Yeah I would definitely agree with that. I feel like our instructor made us for me like I, it made me she made me feel so much so much more confident in my art and like what I can do and again like how many resources I actually do have and um, that was definitely the biggest thing I learned is just like being confident in my art and just kind of going for it and realizing that we can do anything if we put our minds to it. Um, so yeah, it was definitely very eye-opening for me. That's amazing. I'm glad the program's doing the, um, the job that, you know, <laughs> it's there for. Um, so do you guys have any tips for people who are starting out their own artistic endeavors or that want to start out vending their own art? For me, it's just like, just go for it. Like, well also like, in terms of like practical, like definitely like, uh, Cloud also taught us like how to like make Instagram reels and how like much like, like, um, like using social media is so important for artists nowadays to like promote ourselves. So I would definitely say that like, you utilize like Instagram, TikTok, like just social media and also just be confident in yourself and keep trying. And if you don't make, if you art men somewhere and you don't make a lot of money, like don't give up, just like keep doing it and keep producing. Yeah, without burning yourself out. Thank you. I think it's important to support each other. Like if your friend's an artist, like 
make sure to share their stuff, you know, and keep it pushing. <laughs> so are there any new mediums that you two have tried through YOLO Lab? For me, it's, I've never done screen printing before, and I love doing that because I think another, like, good thing for artists to do is like create clothing and like that's what we did like we made like shirts and stuff and like I loved it so much and so I definitely am going to continue doing that. For me I was making stickers every day and it was the funnest thing ever like I didn't know I could make glitter stickers. <laughs> nice that does sound really fun okay um, so now having gone through YOLO Lab do you feel more confident as artists? Definitely 100%. Um, I just like I feel like there's much more I can do like again like we just like yeah like like they said like we made like stickers buttons prints and like just knowing like where how like what resources we can do to do that like I just feel um, yeah I lost my train of thought but yeah <laughs> I think for me it was really important to be in a space like that because it really pushed me to make something every day every day I would wake up and it wasn't like a hassle to go and every day I was just making something I was just like super happy just making something yeah I always looked forward to going to class every day <laughs> I never dreaded it <laughs> that's a beautiful feeling thank you for sharing uh, so moving forward with your artistic endeavors what are you most excited for I think just to keep like making art and to start like my art vending like journey because like I've never done it before and I, I felt very intimidated by it but now I feel much more comfortable with it and I'm just more confident to share my art with the world so yeah okay I'm just like really excited for future projects because I know there's so many possibilities now I'm just so excited well, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing your experiences and just for sitting down and having a talk with us. Now, up next, we have an interview with Fernie. Okay, hi everyone. Um, I'm Gianna and I'm here with Aslan. We're going to be interviewing um, Fernie from Funky Photos and two of his students. Um, hi, I'm Nadia. Um, I'm 17 and yeah, um, I was a part of Funky Photos. Hi, I'm Diego, and I'm also part of Funky Photos. Y'all have heard my name, but I'm Fernie, the instructor for Funky Photos. So we're going to start off with questions for Fernie. So our first question is, how did you start photography? Oh, wow. OK. So um, I've been interested in photography for a good chunk of my life, but I didn't actually start until the beginning of the pandemic. I was in college and I was still, I was an essential worker. Um, so I was still like making money and it was kind of piling up and I was like, well, I can't hang out or go anywhere. Let me buy a camera and just like start experimenting. Um, and that was, oh God, I don't, know, I don't know how many years ago, but since the beginning of the pandemic, I've been learning how to do it completely self-taught. A lot of YouTube, YouTube University amazing um, and it's just carried on um, still completely self-taught I only took one semester of a photography class that was black and white film photography um, which led me to love film photography which is a lot of my personal work um, and then it's brought me to opportunities that now I'm an instructor here at YOLO which is uh, awesome and I love it <laughs> um, our second question that we have for you is What's one thing you wish people told you when you started? It's a grind. Photography, for me, has been a lot of freelance work, and it is a grind. I've done tons of work that was completely free, but it was stuff that I really enjoyed, which I was just having fun, and I was like, I don't really care about the money right now necessarily. But the more I did it, um, the more I got better, the more people noticed, and it kind of led me to more opportunities where I was like getting paid to do what I loved. Um, but it was a grind, and I did definitely hit some walls that I was like, do I want to keep doing this? But I, I did. I love it, and I'm still going to keep doing it. That's nice. Um, <laughs> our third question that I have for you is, which lenses is your favorite, and why? Ooh. Um, my favorite lens... 
has to be right now because it's always changing. It's a prime lens, so it doesn't zoom. It's a 28 1.4 aperture lens. Um, it's beautiful for capturing wide areas. I love doing like up close and personal uh, concert photography. So people moshing um, performers, like I have to get in their face, but it catches so much emotion. It's so raw. Um, so that's my favorite lens right now. That's cool. Um, our next question for you, Fernie, is what's a goal you hope to reach while teaching this class? Um, the main goal for sure that has been since being a part of this and also just teaching others in general um, is to inspire to like others to keep, you know, find their love in their photography world, whatever genre that is of like music, landscape, portraiture, um, inspire them to keep wanting to learn and push them to do great things. Do better things than I've accomplished and like push that boundary even further, experiment um, and keep creating. Oh, that's really cool. Um, so what was your favorite part about working with Yolo Kali? Oh, it's easy. Um, it's so free and like welcoming it gave me an opportunity and space to really me explore um, this world of photography because I this was my first kind of experience actually instructing um, so it was like a, like kind of threw me for a, a spin but it was great being here Yolo Kali because they're like you can do whatever you want whatever you need we, we will support you um, so it let me experiment um, and led to like instructing this summer and like having my students create some awesome work um, and magazines and little personal scenes. So um, just like a very warm, welcoming and like free environment. Uh, thank you so much, Bernie. Now let's turn to the students who are part of Funky Photos and let's hear from them. Okay. So our first question we have for you is why did you sign up for this class? Um, well, I'm going to be honest, I I have been at Yolokali, this is my fourth year actually doing Yolokali for the summer. Um, yeah, um, but I had always um, been interested more in like the art classes and stuff. Um, but I ended up joining um, Funky Photos like after it started like two weeks into the class. And I was like, you know, photography sounds good. Um, so I really just wanted to try something new. Uh, I actually joined, I think, three seasons ago, and I joined because some of my friends were already a part of, like, Camera Flux, it was called before, and since then, I had always just loved it. It gave me, like, an avenue to create and, like, be myself, so I joined again this year and feel really good about it. What's your favorite memory with the class from the summer? I think my favorite memory I'd have to say is when we went on that backstage like tour for Lollapalooza. I feel like we learned a lot of stuff from there. And you know, we got some free tickets out of it too, so can't complain about that. Um, I just think my favorite memory was just like in general just attending class and just like learning something new. Um, I think I don't know, the most resourceful thing I learned was just like how to take like photos manually with a camera. Do you prefer film, camera lens, or or the phone camera? Well, I love like phone cameras because they're like convenient and like you know easy to like carry. Um, but I think I, I think I do have like a new love for um, taking photos manually with like a camera lens. So yeah. I have to say I think film is definitely my favorite. I haven't really worked too much with film, but. From what I've seen from other people, when they use film, it just provides a different type of feeling for photos. It feels like authentic and more emotion, I feel like. So that's my favorite one. That's cool. Um, thank you so much. You guys are amazing. And thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Thank you. the end of the show this has been so fun we got to hear from so many wonderful teachers staff and students and their experience being part of Yolo Cali summer season
I hope you all had a great time listening and playing along with us. Y'all have been amazing. Thanks for listening to What's Up on WLPN LP 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago. Bye, everyone. Yay! And that's the conclusion of our program. Brought to you by the fine folks at... Not you again. No. And yo, who let her back in? (laughs) And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed whatever it is you just heard. Heartwarming interviews, tear-jerking stories, magnificent music, and the sound of our voices. Because God knows that this is the best content on the airwaves. Don't forget to follow YOLO on all their social medias at YOLO Kali. And you can find all our audio content on SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Apple Podcasts. We bougie like that. Period. Well, that's it. Bye. See you next Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. for another episode of...